Yes, guys, welcome back to a brand new pod and another week. This is season three, episode 16. Welcome to the Back Nine pod. Yes, welcome back. We, If you're new here, we normally have four sections. Chop of the week, tall trash talk, tech talk, and then we give you a little tip of the week from our resident golf pro. Right, well, first to let you know, everybody, right, we have a giveaway. <sighs> so... At some point throughout this podcast, you can also enter this on Back Nine Films YouTube channel as well. We're giving away on this podcast. Yes, you're gonna hear us right. The Cobra Limited Edition Driver. Now this is celebrating 50 years. Cobra is celebrating 50 years right now. You might have seen us doing some random stuff on the YouTube channel, hitting this old golf club. Josh did it all right, to be fair. Well, but at some point we're gonna let you know exactly how you can get your hands on it. So listen to this pod. Make sure you share it, but at some point, we're going to let you know how you're going to win. Well, not going to win, not guaranteed, I guess. But you might win. You might win. Me with a chance. <laughs> I'm winning it. Anyway, shut up, Alex. Let's carry on. <laughs> First section on this pod is Chopper of the Week. And do you know what? I can't nominate one. I have, I think I've got one here, right here for oh, you. Oh, God, here we go. You. Me again? Office Swings. Nothing better than office swing, mate. Who can relate to that, by the way? Office swing. Nothing better than so office Dave, swing. So Dave, to the lesson, just literally, literally, I've just finished his lesson. What time is it now? Exactly. It is Tuesday night, nineteen forty. His lesson finished at nineteen hundred hours. <laughs> it did. And we're here doing the pod. Yeah. And Josh commitment. was like, "Oh yeah, I always see Josh do office swings." I do. I d- yeah. <laughs> Walk to the printer, prints off some paperwork. Just practicing. You call them kettle drills. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing a kettle drill. Paper. Paper drill, pa- print pa- drill. Printing paper drills. Honestly, I, n- there's nothing better than an office swing. It shows how much I'm in love with the game. Yeah, true. Well, how did you play today? Because today was networking. Do you know what? <sighs> I said this last two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Front nine, terrible. But do you know what I did? I was the second group off, 20 past eight. Mm. I got my, clubs out, got my clubs out of the car. I went to get... I put them by the tea. Went to get a drink from the pro shop. Went out. Walked onto the putting green. Like next one of the lads, he was in some putts. I went, stamp my feet a bit. These are firm, aren't they? Yeah, straight on to the first day. Nice. No putt, no swing. No coffee. No coffee. Just straight on to the first day. Obviously, I've been I mean, doing the networking beforehand, but I didn't have, that's didn't have the coffee. one hundred percent why you're definitely, definitely, definitely yeah. not going to play right. So we're thirteen play- points front nine, eighteen points back nine. Thing is, though, when we bring you the pod next week, we'll have played golf, me and you. We will have done at yeah. the mirror. At the mirror. So. This is going to be very, very interesting to see how when we both play. It's definitely going to be full of some more stories. And guys, yes. don't forget to sort of let us know if you're going to be playing golf this weekend. We want to hear your funny stories. So reach out to us on Instagram. Reach out to us on uh, just Alex Elite Golf Instagram. Let us know some funny stories and we will feature them on the pod. We will. And to add to that, funny stories, Carl is going to be playing. This is going to be Carl's first time on the golf course since 2021. Freaking hell. Two years ago. <laughs> When we were in Gran so, Canaria. Big big thing with this. So, Carl, we went to the driving range last Wednesday. Went for a Ruby Murray afterwards. We did. With uh, with the mother, who's actually in Abu Dhabi right now. Oh, um, And we, Carl was going to the range the same night. Now, bear in mind, as Joshua said, he's not been to the range in about two years. He was going to the range. So, he said, oh, no, no, I'm not coming with you, lads. I'm too embarrassed. Went to the range. Loved it. Wanted to book around for Bank Holiday Monday. Yeah, honestly. He's back. I'm back. He's back. Thing is, though, <laughs> I, you know what, I really do hope he plays well because... I, I like doing those trips. Like, we went to Carden Park. I want to go down south. We could do, could do, we're going to do West Hill or we're going yeah. to do a weekend away there. Like, or, or it's one night away, two rounds of golf. Yeah. yeah. But we need four. We've we only do. got two right now. We do. Just we're... because green fees work better when you're splitting it between four. 100%. Um, 
And so, yeah, I, I hope he plays well. But what, do you know what this does mean? I need to raid your garage for a putter. Well, why don't we do it after this pod? Love that. Um, because then you've at least got time just to practice it in the I've office. Zero time. <laughs> zero time. No, we're off to Paris this weekend on a different note. We are. Oui, oui, je suis. Unfortunately, not playing. No, not, not at Le Golf National. Le Golf It'd National. be quite cool if we were. Anyway. Okay. Tour Trash Talk. Let's get you up to date with everything that's happened. There's been a live golf event. They have. Which... But first, PJ Zurich. Yes. Classic. That's fine. We'll start with that. So, just to explain this it's a little bit of a different event it's not your standard pga tour event and it's not like a world golf championship where they play match play it has a format of the Ryder cup so round one is a four ball round two foursomes round three four ball round four foursomes there's no singles because they play in pairs so you play as a team in essence um it was won by nick hardy and davis riley they were 30 under par total um and it's one of them, right? There were some big names playing. So you had the likes of Xander Chauflay, Patrick Cantlay, um, Matt Fitzpatrick, and played with his brother, which I think is the first time that's ever happened. That's a great story, though, isn't it? That yeah. is a good story. I like that. Um, I don't think... Obviously, his brother is a pro. It's not just Cameron brother play. No, no. Like, <laughs> this is the thing I said to you, right? So the day I said to you on Sunday morning... Was it Sunday? Yeah, it was yes, Sunday. it was, yeah. Um, wonder, wonder what happens if... Say Alex Fitzpatrick and Matt Fitzpatrick win. Obviously, Matt's exempt because he's won a major. Yeah. And he's just won the RBC. Yeah. But technically, his brother doesn't have any status, I don't think. He may have a membership, but no status. But if he won, I wonder if winning that team event gives you a chance of having uh, an exemption. Because I, I think what you'll find now is because Alex Fitzpatrick is a very, very good player. Um, but he's going to get a lot of invites yeah, on of the back of his brother's reputation. But that's obviously that's one of the things. That's what what happens. Yeah. But the key thing is he won't keep getting them unless he doesn't unless he performs. But he clearly performed really well. He finished in a tie for nineteenth. Yeah. Um, with rounds of 62, 71, 62, 74, finishing minus nineteen and a tie for nineteenth. Which is which is impressive, and especially when you've got guys like Shoflay and Cantley in the field. I mean, they were potentially the biggest names. You had Sung Sung Jae-in was playing. Um, when doesn't he play well that's the other point yeah he plays every week um, so yeah it, it was it was a really good finish it'd be interesting to see where he gets the invites for obviously it's going to be the lesser PGA Tour events probably some DP World events um, but yeah on, on Cantley and Shofley they finished tied fourth so it was all in all it is a good event it got me a little bit excited for the Ryder Cup but again do you like the style that's not I do I do actually. like the style but without having the um, the big names, like a lot of the big names there, it's always a tricky one, isn't it? It's always yeah. like... I think Matt Fitzpatrick obviously played because he's with his brother. Yeah, to, to allow his brother yeah. to play in it. Like, I mean, you, you didn't mean Ram didn't play? No. Um, no. But at the same time, like, I think it is a very, very cool event. And it's one of these ones that is a little bit different. Yeah. Now, Josh, I don't know if you saw this. On other news, have you seen how they're going to be mixing up... The PGA, um, let me get, exactly get this right for you. This is a breaking news, by the way. I saw this this afternoon come in um, sort of on my Twitter notifications. So this is it. Breaking news. PGA Tour to combine PGA Canada Latin America Tours to create a new pathway called PGA Tour Americas. So Ooh. they're going to play the, the summers in Canada yeah, and the summers in the Latin American one. The top 10 from the Cornfree Tour get spots on it. Right, okay. So you're going to have, basically, 
Canadian Latin America tour is going to be as one. But the thing is, then, if the top ten from the co- uh, from the Cornfrey tour are going to get spots on it, surely they'll be playing PJ tour anyway. So the schedule will be separated into two swings. For the inaugural season in 2024, the Latin America swing will be will begin in February and feature 144 player events that run through May. The then tour heads of the North America in June. The then the tour then heads to North America in June for 156 player events, mainly in Canada but also in the US, before the season ends in September. So what I think they're trying to do here is again, it's an answer to live, isn't it? It's trying to make. A secondary tour that's stronger with better players. Right, okay. Because otherwise, imagine having three. Well, okay, we'll make the second one. Yeah, yeah. And Cornbury sits underneath. Yeah, got you. So it's almost like a... Well, I get... Wait, saying that though, these guys that play in Cornbury tour will also be playing PJ and that. Is that going to be the the idea? I think Cornbury leads... But if they're top 10, they're going to get... But Cornbury leads on to... PJ tour, doesn't it? Yeah, but I think also what they're saying is... If you are top 10 on the Corn Free Order Merit, you can play these events as well. Right, okay, so it's like an addition. Yes. Right, yeah. I see. So I think it's basically to offer eligibility. The Latin America fears will, will year one will be comprised of mostly the top 60 in the final of the 2022-2023 Latin America. Okay, 2023 Canada points list. Other exemptions categories include additional players from the 2023 PGA Tour Q School, including medalists of the first and second stages ah. and the top point is points. Okay, So that basically allows people that haven't necessarily made the PGA Tour to play on this yes. tour. Yes, think Got of it yeah. as a bit of like, not a challenge tour, but in between, if there's a tour in between challenge tour and DP, DP World, it's sort of that. Trilby Tour. I think that's quite different. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's how I would think about it. Yeah. Which is good, I think. It's good for the game. It, it allows another pathway. to further opportunity for these guys to play. Well, that's it, isn't it? That's and the thing. these guys are still going to be playing for some big sums, I reckon. Yeah, and especially how hard it is to go through Q school. If you do well first stage, second stage, and then don't have three good rounds or a good round the last stage, it gives you an option, doesn't it? It gives you a way to, yeah. to play more golf. And I think that that's important. I think that's what um, 100%. We, we want. Because it is, it is hard to, to get on the PGA Tour. Yeah, I mean, I don't quite know how the PGA Tour Q School works, but I know how the European Tour. So for many of you don't know, right, you have three stages. Stage one, you have them all over the world. And you might be up against 156 guys playing for like 14 spots. Yeah, I know you heard me right. <laughs> Second stage. Usually, and and as long as I've known it, are all in Spain. And you usually have between two and three second stages. Maybe four sometimes, depending on... I can't quite remember if it's two, three, or four. Yeah, and these will be played at different golf these courses. These will at different golf courses all over Spain. Again, you've got around 156 players. And 156 players, you're playing for about 12 spots at each venue. Yeah. It's like a percentage of the field. Right. You then... Okay, you could get through those two stages. If you then... Right, you have a six-round grueling tournament, cool. usually played over two golf courses at the same venue. Gosh. So PJ Catalonia was yeah. one of them uh, in the past, and essentially, unless you make the cut, which the four rounds and there's a cut and the final two rounds, oh. unless you make the cut, you go home with absolutely nothing. You might get a few invites, depending who you are, but generally nothing. Okay, That's so nice, you got nothing. It? You got you just played four, eight, twelve rounds of golf. It's cost you twelve hundred quid more, probably including expenses. You got nothing, but you go into that final round and you make the cut. Twenty-five players get a European Tour card. So if you look at this logically, right, you have about probably five thousand people that enter 
DP World Tour roughly every year, maybe a little bit less sometimes, maybe a little bit more. Play for 25 spots. That is mad, isn't it? That is I, and I'm assuming, right, I'm assuming PJ Tour is very similar. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard. It is hard. And then, obviously, if you get, say, a Challenge Tour card, like Tom, Tom's got, obviously, on the Challenge Tour at the minute, am I right in saying if he wins events on there or an event on there, that is another way of getting a card? Yeah, so if he wins three events in one season, automatic promotion. Three events. God. Aaron Ryan did that, last guy to do it. Yeah. Nacho Alvera also had done that. Um, but if you finish top 15 on the Challenge Tour money list, yeah. you get um, basically a, a DP World card. And actually, it's a better than a Q School card. Right, okay. So there's different categories. Yeah. So you're better off getting your card through Challenge Tour. Than you are. You're getting more events yeah. than if you got the Q School card. So for the year, for example, this is a good example, right? The year Tom got his DP World Tour card or European Tour card, it was a Ryder Cup year. Very unfortunate because a lot more players are going to play more events, the big guys. Yeah. So didn't get in any of the big events. We got in the Irish Open Yeah. Um, as a reserve. We got in finally. Yeah. We didn't get in the BMW PJ. We didn't get in Abu Dhabi. These are big events, big money events. So it makes it 10 times harder for you to get your card. Jeez. Go outside the Ryder Cup, yeah? You're getting all the events. Yeah. You're still yeah. playing for the same money. Easier. Not easier, but more but, likely because you you got you finished top twenty for example right we finished eighth at Nordia Masters picked up thirty three grand you finish eighth at let's say let's say Abu Dhabi BMW PGA you pick up about two hundred thirty five grand card done thanks very much yeah it's just ridiculous like, yeah it's, it's and, it's, and it's unfortunate like that that situation because you're not getting the invites to the event because the likes of Roy McIlroy um, Hovland and that they need the points to get on the on the DP world to get in on the um, on the money list to then be picked. So, uh, yeah, it's hard. Golf, right. golf is hard. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to live golf. Okay, I've saw this all on social media. Let's start off with this, Josh. Right, all about the par three twelve. Did you see Brooks Kepka's hole in one? Apps, Chase. Sorry, bro. Ooh, the, the smaller sh- one. The shitter one. Whoa, whoa! It's true, though, isn't it? I got a story about him. It's true, though, isn't it? I'm sure I told this story on here. Maybe. We're probably worth turning it again. Okay, so, um, yeah, Tom again. Yes, I can even take the piss, but you wouldn't have the story <laughs> without it. Um, so, if the year Tom finished just outside getting a European tour card, we finished second, or third, sorry, third in Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan's like one of the biggest yeah. challenge tour events. Yeah. So, usually, like, 30 grand is what you get for first prize. So, when Tom won on challenge tour, 30 grand is what he picked up. We picked up thirty-eight grand, finishing third in Kazakhstan. So it's a heavily weighted tournament. Yeah. Now the reason why this is important, finished ahead of us was I've forgotten who won it, but Chase Kepka finished second. He walked off the green going, Tar baby. That was loud. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, that was really down. Yeah, but that's <laughs> what you did. Yeah. I found it the most cringeworthy thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. No, okay, yeah. fair play, right? You've just finished second and you guarantee the European Tour card. I get it's massive and fair play. He deserved it. He had a great year. But there's no need to be like that. But no, no, just like, it was just, it was just so like in your face. It's like, man, okay, a bit, a bit of decorum. Yeah. The class about it. Yeah. Like, the guy well he won was like, oh my God, like, and he was walking off like, oh baby. Like giving it big ones. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have done the same thing. So fair play, Chase. Not on tour anymore, is he though? He's on a different tour. He's on a different tour, being paid a lot of money. Because his brother probably said, I'll come if he can play. Well, you would do, wouldn't you? Well, of course you would. It's like, mate, if I went, I'd have a brother. But I'd say, let Josh play. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Not that I'm... A... I can say it because it's never going to happen. 
Everyone that is listening to this pod has bear witness that. If anything happens with Live Golf, <laughs> the chances of getting a game. <laughs> hey, mate, we've been told we're getting paid by them. I wish. I wish we did. So, yeah, the, the, the par 312, they basically... So, bit of an overview. It was at Adelaide, so they were down under, as it were. Um, my honest opinion, it looked mega. The crowds looked brilliant, like... That are, that I saw. Cameron Smith effect there, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Cameron Smith effect. You don't get to watch them at any other tournament, really. No. And um, they created a stadium hole on this on the par three twelve. Copying the waste management. Yeah. Was it as good? No. Did it look as good? No. No. Was the atmosphere as good? Absolutely. Because they had the DJ playing throughout, didn't they? They didn't stop doing that. The DJ just played and played and played and played. Yes, but also the players had a walk up song to that hole. What would your walk-up song be? You, we did this. I can't remember what I said. You asked me this a few weeks ago. Okay, what would it be? I don't know. Cold 45. No, it wouldn't zigzag. be that. Maybe it wouldn't be that. That's my karaoke song. Anyway, leave that there. No, what would it be? Come on. I don't know. Give me a different one then. Think what, of one. What would yours be? Mine would be... Like a battle of hell. <laughs> I was trying to think of something <laughs> golf-related. Like a whole, whole related but I don't know. I'll come, we'll come back to that. You've dropped, you've dropped me on the spot. So what I was going to say was, they they were obviously taking the idea from the waste management. It didn't look as good like because they had, there was trees. The hole wasn't like open. So yes, they created this stadium atmosphere, but it it didn't look the aesthetics of it yeah. weren't great. The However, the beauty of this base management is the stand is blooming massive. These yeah. look like um, Neto's version. Yeah. Exactly. But... Nothing wrong with Netto. Other supermarkets are available. But I feel like um, it's a very English thing I'm about to say. I feel like uh, Wasteman has a John Lewis version. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, you have a John Lewis. But what I, was I don't, just, by the way. What I was, the atmosphere was brilliant. I'm very much a Netto. Like, they, um, they were, there was all sorts going on. Like, Chase Kepka's holding one, beer everywhere. There was um, there's a famous comedian who's always I can't remember his name always stands with his top off big big bloke um, always stands with his top he was off. there doing shoeies like running down the hall doing shoeies and stuff like the atmosphere was brilliant but it was almost like it was trying too hard did you, did you get that vibe yeah but it looked it looked mega like the mm. event looked amazing it looked like they've sort of finally nailed it but yeah it was it was almost like too similar right we're gonna really try hard to make this look really fun yeah rather than just actually it is really good fun but i think it is good that they're having like the walkout songs because guess what they can do what they want they they're, yeah. they're they are paving the way they're not set traditions are they yeah to, to something new so, so there's a little bit of twitter beef on this yeah i've seen this so between eddie pepperell and richard bland it is actually being resolved now um richard bland said he had a bit too much to drink that's why it sort of started <laughs> But anyway, it doesn't matter if you had or hadn't. Like, basically, Eddie Pepperell... Um, in fact, you know what? I'll read the tweets to you. I've got them screenshotted. Let me uh, let me roll them up here because it's it's quite interesting, really, because it sort of shows that I think sometimes the media get put in a situation where they it sounds like we build up the hate more than it needs to be. Yeah. Whereas actually, right, so this is how it went. So R. Mitchell, who's basically the co-host of a podcast, put on, we're going to have Eddie Pepperell on um, and at Entertain and R next. He is an intellect and I admire and I suspect we won't be agreeing on certain things, which is fine. He put, so the bit before this put, well, 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 is sport changing rather a lot? What a surprise. 
you can't book the market. Right, okay. Is what he said. And then he goes on to say he's got Eddie Pepple on. But is that is that in in reference to the beer and the, yeah? The so basically and... saying like it's still he's already been done. Yeah. You can't book the market. It's not new. Yeah. So Eddie Pepple responds to this saying. I suspect we'll agree on a few things, laughing face. One thing to add, this has been happening at Scottsdale for years now, so I'm not sure how much Liv is really changing things here. But we can discuss on Monday, laughing face. <laughs> Quite witty. Yeah. So this is where Richard Bland sort of sees this, obviously. 15 pints deep, apparently. <laughs> um, he goes, Ed, tell me where on DP World where there's been holes like this. Because in 22 years of playing on tour, I can't think of any. But in your 15 minutes on tour, you may know different. <laughs> now, this is where Eddie Pepple literally... 15 minutes this is where, on tour. This is where Eddie Pepple puts the haymaker in, mate. Where to start? Suppose it's simple. In my 15 minutes, I won more than you did in your 22 years. God. <laughs> what tour has done this, just to name a few? Golf Sixers, they had this sort of tournament style. Heineken, whole Himalaya, they have this sort of homemade amphitheatre yeah. with the sort of hill behind yeah. where they had the ducks uh, also beat the pro in Holland which yeah. is brilliant uh, the tour which you and he goes on to say the tour which you spent 22 years on did okay for you mate oh. but then also Laurie Cantor adds in on this oh God, so it goes a little go. bit further so it's all basically around this hole and how I think a lot of the pros feel they're not changing things they're just trying to do things the same yeah we're just playing for more money. Yeah. Because our whole thing is we're trying to make golf different. We're yes. trying to make it better. Yeah. So Laurie Cantor said, Ed, having been on site this week and pull hooked one today into the left trap, it's possible to replicate things more than once a year and have people still enjoy it. It's a fair point, isn't it? Yeah. Doesn't hurt when the venues are 8,500 miles apart either. Just live a little, would you? Winky face. Um, but replicating isn't the same as changing, Eddie Pepperell says. Sort those pull hooks out, will you? <laughs> But it, it that and that's I guess the point I was trying to make is that yes, it was very similar, but was it still good? Yes, of course it was. Like it was mega. It looked amazing. Like it looked like like a party atmosphere, and I think that's what Liv obviously trying to achieve with like the gigs after the after each day they have like a DJ on and all Shoeies. this stuff. Yeah, and shoot like obviously that's a very Australian thing to pour a beer in a shoe and drink it, but they 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 were doing that and it Tell was. You what. Yeah, can't. I want to wear my athlete's oh, foot in there. Horrible, horrible. <laughs> God, I'm just, it's just come to me because I got a really itchy foot right now. <laughs> I really want to itch it. So the winner of the event was Taylor Gooch. He um, he did his work in the first two rounds, finishing with a final round of uh, one over to win with a score of 19 under par. Um, and the team competition was won by the four aces. So that is, if I remember rightly, DJ Patrick Reed, um, Pat Perez, and another that I can't Taylor Gooch's team didn't win no so he's on the range goats and they came second which I think that name's terrible still um, so obviously he picked up 4 million and then the other guys split another 3 and a bit between them um, as well as their their winnings for where they finished Cam Smith obviously Aussie favourite he finished 4th which which I know obviously we've done a, a video about him um, that went out last week didn't it on his career and Sorry. Was it a bad move and has following Greg Norman sort of hampered his career and things like I that? I think so, yeah. It's a good finish for him, but again, this guy could have been world number one. And I mean, he could still be world number one, depending on how things go and what happens, but it does still feel like a little bit of a shame to me. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, Liv is back again this week, so they're playing two weeks in a row. They're in Singapore, 
Um, I wonder how they're going to cope with all that Ooh. golf. Um, Jesus. So we will obviously bring you up to date with everything from that next week. But we're going to talk about the PJ Tour as it's the Mexico Championship this week. Uh, John Rahm is back. And this is the craziest stat that I have seen so far this year. Or one of them. So the probability of John Rahm winning this week mm. in Mexico is 26.3%. Is that his win percentage, basically? No, that's the chance of he has of winning. Well, how's that calculated? I can't tell you that. Okay. I've just okay. seen the stats. Don't don't try and make me look silly. No, no, no. It was a genuine hey, question. It was a genuine question. Trying, trying, to make, trying to trip me up there, weren't you? It wasn't. It was a genuine question. Do I, I know how, it, how that is calculated? Absolutely not. However, this sounds incredible. 26.3% probability for John Rahm to win. Mm-hmm. The field's chance of winning is 73.7%. Mm, well, of course, yeah, because this is twenty six. No, what I'm what yes, but what I'm saying is, think how many players are in the field. One hundred and fifty, let's say. Yep. So one hundred forty nine minus John Rahm. Yeah. Those one hundred forty nine players between them have got seventy three point seven percent chance of winning. John Rahm himself has got twenty six point three percent chance of winning. That must be. I must. I tell you, that's that sort of tiger territory. That isn't it? If it is ridiculous, mate. That's like tiger territory. It is. It's almost. It's him versus the field. It, it, if it's he John turned, versus it's the basi- world. It's basically saying if he turns up, plays well, he's going to win. Like well, if, if no if, one can compete with him. He's won this year four times now, including the Masters. Just, like. You see, you can't you can't write him off. He's only played about it's, ten times. It's, it's the end of April and he's won four times. He's he's basically he's got he's got a win a month. If he if he won twelve events this year, if he carried on at the rate he's going, he wins twelve events this he's year. Put it like that, yeah. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Um, so obviously, it shows the form that he's in. We will keep you up to date with that. Um, we'll we'll bring off everything all all the with him being back in. I'll probably watch it. Sounds mm-hmm. bad, that, doesn't it? Um, we'll bring all the happenings from that. How are you going to watch it? you in Paris? I'm in Paris, but... Okay, I'll keep up to date with it. Good good point. Um, right, before we move on, this isn't really tour trash talk, but it's something that I thought needed to go... I, don't even know, in, I can't even read your writing it. I know, which is I'm quite glad at, because I, I want to see your reaction when you hear this, because it's Whoa. absolutely madness. Whoa, right? look at it. Whoa! No, just you wait. Trust me. So, the article is currently loading. Wish it would go quick. Here we go. Upset golfer hmm. attacks player with club, fractures his skull, and is now facing potential charges of attempted murder. You are joking me. It's got to be America. A man Sorry, was a- American. This is. <laughs> a man was arrested after allegedly hitting another individual with a golf club following a dispute at the links at Whitehaven in Memphis. The victim accidentally hit, hit his shot towards the wrong hole and the suspect. 22-year-old Wesley Caldwell of Nesbitt, Mississippi, threw the rogue ball across the course and struck him with his golf club on the left side of his head, knocking him to the ground. Freaking hell. Still in, in hospital, Mark Coleman, who suffered the injury in... So did Mark the, hit the shot? Mark hit the shot. And this, went near... Went near... Went like, near... Um, Wesley. Wesley. Wes. Um, Wes, lad. So Mark Coleman suffered significant brain injuries after the assault, and it was reported that he attempted to walk away before becoming disorientated and was taken to hospital for emergency surgery for a bleeding on the brain. Bloody. 
After being charged with aggravated assault, Caldwell was released from jail on a $5,000 bond and is scheduled to go before a judge. The NAACP Memphis branch has stated that there's a call within the community to attempt to upgrade the charge to attempted murder. Mr. Coleman has been a fixture in the Memphis civic life for some time. While we continue to pray for Mark, we will also continue to demand justice for Mark for the for all those impacted by violence in our community. Now, I'm sorry, That's Wes, no matter what happens on a golf course, what, you never ever hit someone with a club. Like, he's obviously not meant to hit the ball towards the wrong hole. Like, I just I had to put it in there because I couldn't... I'm just getting over what... What possesses you? Not even playing with the guy. So he's obviously giving it... Probably probably giving it the four right, and then... He's obviously wanged it near this. Near it. He's thrown the ball and then hit him around the end of a golf club. Mate, it's not that deep. It isn't that deep, honestly. If you if you're getting wound up like that, you don't deserve to be on a golf course, or no. you or you shouldn't be on anywhere near a golf course. No. Like ridiculous. But I had to put it in there because I saw it was like this needs to go in the pot. I mean, it sounds a story like you made up, but obviously exactly. you've seen that on Golf Digest, so it's obviously yeah. true. It is right. Let's talk tech talk. We are because we've got two things we want to talk about. First thing, new. Golf shoes been released by Adidas. I've not seen these. And they are described as possibly the coolest and most versatile golf shoe on the market. So basically, um, they have released their famous trainer, the Ultra Boost, as a golf shoe. Mm. It's going to be released later this year. And the reason why it's put this in, because I love the direction that golf is going in with this. I love the fact that it's becoming more casual in a sense of... It, yes, okay, these shoes will be expensive. Of course they will, but it makes it more. What's the word I'm looking for here? It makes the game more approachable for new people. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, people see that they're not seeing people in smart shoes and oh, I need to get smart shoes. I need to get this. I need to get that. Actually, I can wear a pair of chains that I feel comfortable in, i.e., these Ultra Boosts, and play golf. Well, look at um, look at um, New Balance. They've entered the market. New Balance, Nike have been doing it for ages. They 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 Cobra. also got the golf shoes. Cobra have got the um, originals, which look great. The um, RSGs that look brilliant. Originals are my favourite. I have to say. Same, I'm I'm on that big time. But they've slightly changed this year as well. Have they? I'll have to get another pair then, won't I? They look more like um, a trainer, not a golf shoe. A little bit thicker, a bit more chunkier. I like that. Even better. Even better. But I, I love this direction that golf's going in. I've said it from the point of Tyrrell Hatton wearing a hoodie. Um... Oh, you're sat here today. You played in a hoodie and nobody mentioned anything. No, no mentioned anything, no. Everybody mentioned you're full pumid up. Uh, no, I got a text after. Right, from the guy, stealth guy. Said tailor made man. Saying, um, rumour has it you were dripping in new gear today. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, absolutely, mate. Of course it was. Who told you? And then he said, the feedback I got was, he looked to write somewhere else. So I put, oh, really? Who? Uh, yeah. And he put, I'm kidding, just a clever guess. So obviously we're on the wind-up, but... Yes, Dan, I was wearing all Puma, mate. Not bothered. <laughs> throw it up on him. <laughs> Absolutely, Puma did throw up on me. Um, so, yeah, I, I love this direction. I think it's good for golf. Um, so, yeah, that's all I've got to say on that, really. No, I, I think those New Balance shoes as well, like they're sort of setting the precedent when you've got different brands entering the market. It shows how popular golf is becoming. I also think like the the whole untucked shirt, relaxed dress, more jogger style, 
it's cool. It is what it is. I agree. Okay, so in other news, another bit of tech talk here. I mentioned this at the start. Well, this book times to the giveaway, I think. Yeah, you, so you go with 50 that. years of Cobra. Now, this driver is mega. I know I'm trying to picture the driver, the detailing. It's this, it's that. It's an advert for it. No, this is the giveaway. I know you can't see it right now, but again, head over to Bat9 Films. You will see a picture of this, um, and you get told how to enter it here right now. So nice and simple. I want you to follow this podcast. I think you can turn on notifications as well. On, um, so you always get notified yeah. when we release a podcast. And for an extra entry, okay, this is how you're going to get extra entry, share the pod. So nice and simple. Let me repeat that. I've missed one stage. So I'm going to repeat that so it's really nice and clear <laughs> for you. Sh- follow this podcast and turn the bell so you never miss a pod. Leave us a comment down below what was the first ever driver you had. So go in the comment section, leave us a review, give us a few stars and let us know what driver that you had. And then for extra entries, and you can do this as many times as you want, so you can do multiple entries, share this across social media, uh, and you'll be entered into this giveaway to get your hands on the limited edition 50 Years Cobra Driver. Yes. Now, I want to give a little bit around this story of of Cobra, because, and again, this sounds like we're doing this as a, as a bit of a plug, which I guess so is. But no, they're giving us away. We're giving yeah, us one to give away. So. It's quite a cool story. So the article that I've, I've read here is from, from Golf Monthly, and it's titled, How One Golf Shot from a Car Park Started a Revolution. Okay. It's been 50 years since the affable Tom Crow, a former amateur golf champion in his homeland Australia, arrived in Carlsbad, California and started Cobra Golf. At that point, he felt that the equipment needs of, a, of pros and serious amateurs like himself were being neglected, and that's why he founded the Small Club Company for Better Players. Which I think, firstly, I didn't know that. That's what it was aimed at. Um, and it's almost like it sort of paved the, way, paved the way in that sense. So his first taste of success came two years later when he debuted the Baffler Utility Wood with a patented sole plate well guess what they're still having every single one of their hybrids and fairways now baffler speed rails there you go technology hasn't changed in 50 years that was effective from the deep rough the yeah. sole plate featured rails that let let it skim much more smoothly through the turf to ease the process for golfers of all skills to hit high and long shots crow revealed that he came up with the concept after watching catamarans navigating waves in sydney harbour i mean that's a very interesting way to think about a golf club it is indeed so how he introduced it was pure brilliance. Back then, the annual PJ merchandise show in Orlando was so small that Crow invited a bunch of golf pros out of a, out to the parking lot, put a golf ball down on the cement, pulled out the baffler, and dared every pro to hit the ball with the club over all the parked cars. Um, says says Jose Mirafor, now the company's vice president of marketing. They looked at him like he was crazy, but he knew that the large brass sole plate on the underside of the per- persimmon wood club head had rails that helped it glide and the centre of gravity was so low that the ball couldn't help but get get airborne quickly even from the cement lie. Which is mad. That's a mad story. I didn't yeah. even know that. I should probably have known that story. Well, that's what I'm here for. A hit was born on the spot, so, so much so that the company's phone number quickly changed permanently to 800 Baffler. So obviously that's what you'd type in. Golfers took the concept and in fact the baffler has since evolved through many iterations and remains a fundamental part of Cobra's fairway woods hybrids today. Even poster boy Ricky Fowler still plays one in competition. I also play one. You also play play one. one. Crow was very innovative. In 79, he introduced an extended length 46-inch driver that sported a graphite head and shaft. 
Then in 85, Cobra became the first US club manufacturer to offer stock graphite shafted woods and irons. And Cobra soon unveiled the Lady Cobra and senior line of woods and irons with game improvement graphite technology. And quickly emerged as the leading manufacturer of clubs for both demographics. One other noteworthy innovation, Cobra's autoclave system emerged in 1989, which allowed graphite shafts to be strengthened through a proprietary compression curing process for the highest possible quality. That's mad. I didn't even know that story. That mate. is a very, very interesting story in terms of like the history. I didn't even realise, I mean... I mean, mate, it goes on and it's... What I think seems to be... The thing with this Cobra, and, and if you've seen their, the advert that they've done for the 50 years, it makes a very good point in that all the clubs today, every single club, every brand, has been influenced in some way by Cobra, which are, which I don't think people realise. I don't think, man. People don't see Cobra now, and I, I, I don't think, and this is my no, I, I agree. From, from around, from speaking to people, people don't see Cobra as being up there with the likes of TaylorMade. And I think it's so wrong because mm. after hearing this story, and it, look, it goes on and on. Like there's so many things that they introduced in different clubs, and and the inno- the innovation of it is just ridiculous. Mm. So I'm glad that this has come around in a sense because actually, Cobra are the leader in or a leader in essence in yeah. in the market. So, a bit shocked by that, really. There you go. Like, there's other stuff that I won't go into. And if you do want to read more about it, it's definitely worth worth um, going over to Golf Monthly and having a read of, of this article because it does go on to to talk about how he like outside the box thoughts and oversized irons and all this. So, there you go. Cobra leading the way. I think the, I think the fact that the, the baffler speed rails that you use then and you use now is yeah. is is a credit to. And obviously they will have changed slightly, and but the idea, the idea is same. there. It's the same. So guys, it's now time for tip of the week. It is. But before we do that, we must say that this is, podcast is brought to you by, by Scottsdale Scott Golf. Golf. If you want same day custom fitting <laughs> for your new Cobras <laughs> that you'd actually really want. Any any brands are available. <laughs> All brands are available, and they have like extra shafts. So what I mean by that is like. The expensive ones. If you're someone who yeah. likes your kit, likes your gear, like Autoflex, they've got they've got a dealer shafts, they've got uh, Project X, you name it, they have it, and yes. you can leave the same day with it. So visit www.scottsdalegolf.co.uk and uh, oh, it's on my top. It's really on the top. <laughs> um, but yeah, go and visit them, guys. They are the best in the business, and um, they have a fitting center. You can do same day custom fitting. It is an unbelievable experience. You can have a beer to celebrate new irons at the end. Absolutely right. Tip of the week. Now I'm going to do what I'm putting. Good, because I need this. Yeah, tempo putting, right? So, nice and simple. Once you put a coin in the back of your putter, you know the bit where, like, it sort of has a bit of a shelf? Yeah. yeah I want you to put a coin on there, and I want you to feel like you keep the coin on there as long as you can. Because I think a lot of people get a quick in that transition between backstroke and through stroke. It happens too quick, and the coin drops off too early. So the idea is keep the coin on as long as you can until you strike the ball, maybe just before. But the idea here is you've got a smoother backstroke, smoother through stroke, and it makes it a lot easier, one, to find the middle, then you can gauge pace control, but also you're going to be able to start the ball better online and just generally have much better control. Avoid three putts, and you know what? Louis scores. Exactly. 
And that, that's actually something that I've seen pros doing, but I've yeah. seen Brooks Kepka doing that yeah. as part of his warm-up. A simple one, but a great one. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I think that wraps us up for this week. We will be back next week with everything from the Mexico Championship. Make sure to get over and put your Chop of the Weeks in on Athletic Golf uh, Instagram. And make sure you go and watch all the videos on Bat9 Pod as well. Bat9 Films. Bat9 Films. I did what you did. Damn it. But you know what it is. <laughs> Thanks for listening.